I mean, Sakina, it has been a very odd, uh, strange development in this case because for more than six years, President Jacob Zuma's legal defense maintained the position of defending that decision by Mukote Dimke. Uh, not to charge President Jacob Zuma, and also they pushed against any attempt to actually review that decision. But for them to come and consider this point, Sakina, it means that uh, they have considered uh, a a complete shift in legal strategy. And what that means is that uh, they they might be interested in this fresh representation on the basis of uh, perhaps new evidence and also following the right doctrine of the law, as they stated. I think what, what raises suspicion here, Sakina, is how do you sustain a legal defense for such a long time, uh, making sure that the issue is not being reviewed by the court and the substance of the matter, which are the criminal charges, are not being heard in court. And then you change the legal strategy in the 11th hour in a way that it could actually result in the entire process being reset and going back. That just smacks of uh, uh, people who become suspicious as to whether is there any intention on the side of the president to have this matter fully expedited to finality or are we seeing here just another attempt to make sure that this is dealt with outside the court. That is the suspicion and I think that the DA, the party that has been behind this for a long time, will certainly uh, attack any attempt that would involve the NPA having to exercise its discretion that might result in them not charging President Jacob Zuma. So let's just take a look at the implications of uh, the two possibilities here. So if the charges against President Zuma are dismissed, what would the implications be on his political career? And uh, if we turn the tables and the charges are reinstated, what would that mean for him? If they are dismissed, uh, Sakina, it is going to embolden him. He is under uh, tremendous pressure within his own party and even outside that uh, you need to step down. And what I think is more interesting here and different than what we've seen before is that members of ANC are now willing to use this kind of material to exert pressure on him internally to make sure that he doesn't influence the forthcoming elected conference. This case is very much important when it comes to the extent to which President Jacob Zuma might push in uh, uh, trying to make sure he gets a favorable outcome in the electoral in in, 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 in the elective conference of the party, because like, you know, if you look at it, uh, the reality is that his term is going to come to an end. His power is waning. He will no longer be in charge of the party in principle, at least from December. So that means that he will have to depend a lot on the political principle, someone who will be taking over, and that person might have to be relied upon to actually whip the NPA into shape, making sure they do not charge him. And if you look at the level of uncertainty around this succession within the ANC, it then raises a, 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 makes it very clear that he needs to uh, clean this, get this thing done quickly, as quickly as possible. He doesn't want this thing to have a life beyond 2018 December where his power is uncertain. So it affects his political fortunes a lot. It determines the level at which he will push in making sure that he secures a favorable return. And also, if the outcome of this will be material for those within the ANC. The likes of President Gordon have spoken that actually are saying that the president is not fit. So they might use this to say that, look, Mr. President, you are now a liability. You are the suspect now. We can't as a party carry on with you. Ralph Mateja, thank you so much for your insights there.